Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, how Amazon Alexa may be spying on you, and how big companies like Facebook and a well-known government contractor are using artificial intelligence. All this and more coming up. We found out recently that Amazon's ubiquitous digital assistant, Alexa, is transmitting recordings of user conversations to teams of Amazon employees for analysis all over the world. CBS's Peter King has the story. They've been eavesdropping reportedly to help Amazon learn more about human speech patterns. Alexa, what do you do? I can play music, answer questions. Bloomberg News reports that Amazon employees have listened in on funny stuff like a woman singing badly in the shower. They've also heard evidence of crimes like sex assaults. Amazon admits that workers do listen in on, quote, an extremely small number of interactions to improve what they call the customer experience. The company says it takes customer privacy seriously. I work for Amazon. Peter King, CBS News. So... How should we feel about all this? We asked Wired editor Nicholas Thompson. Their intentions are definitely to make the service better, but it is also true that you should feel weird about it. It is really, really weird. And they say there's no identifiable information, right? They don't tie it to your name. But what if we're talking and I say, hey, Alexa, give this to Major Garrett. Major Garrett's being difficult on set. That's pretty identifiable and the person's going to listen to it and know what's going on. At Facebook, they're using artificial intelligence to figure out whether you're alive or dead. But why? CBS News technology consultant Larry Maggot. I think that the issue is, you know, if someone passes away, what happens is sometimes other people will get notices about their birthday, and maybe they'll see pictures coming up of them and happy times, and it just brings up sometimes inappropriate and sad feelings for the people were left behind. So the, the trick is to know if somebody's passed away. And of course, there are ways you could you could find out by someone literally declaring somebody and setting a memorial page, things like that. But often, deaths don't get reported. So they could do things like scour various databases and records of deaths. They could look for activity or lack of activity to try to figure out whether the person is alive. Somebody's posting regularly, they stop posting. That's certainly a clue. It doesn't mean that they've passed on, but it means it might be an indication. There's various things that they can look at, and, and that's the beauty of machine learning or deep learning, is to be able to access a lot of data and a lot of clues to try to come to a conclusion. Is there anything other than this particular instance with regard to figuring out whether people are alive or dead that you've heard of? Yeah, the most proper and I think common use of artificial intelligence on Facebook is to try to filter out bad content, harmful content, whether it's violent uh, videos like that one that was posted by the uh, shooter in, uh, in New Zealand, or whether it's uh, nudity, or whether it's bullying, or child pornography. There's all sorts of content on the on the site that shouldn't be there. And with as many people as they have using Facebook, it would be very difficult to have human moderators catch all this stuff. 
So their their first line of defense is still reporting. People actually saying, you know, I don't want this on the site, and them looking into it. But another line of defense is software that can analyze content and try to figure out whether it belongs on the site. And that's probably uh, their biggest challenge and their biggest uh, hope over the next couple of years. I think it's Britain that is trying to come up with some new laws to regulate Facebook more closely, saying that they really haven't done enough to eliminate the bad content. The UK is considering laws that would regulate Facebook and hold them legally responsible for the, the uh, content of the site, holding the employees and the company financially responsible. Australia actually passed a sweeping law which can imprison Facebook employees for up to three years and fine the company potentially billions of dollars for failing to remove violent, what they call abhorrent violent content that is sometimes posted again, going back to the New Zealand shooting as an example. That really shocked the world and it certainly shocked uh, the, the region around New Zealand, including Australia. And that's their way of responding. They, they didn't really think it through as much as I'd like them to have thought it through. But that's the purpose of this new law. Can machine intelligence or artificial intelligence really filter out, really know the difference between what's objectionable and what's not? Is there a nuance that human beings get that the computers are not getting? I think the machines can flag potentially inappropriate content, but I don't think they're ready to actually make the decision. So what they can do is they can look at content and say, this looks suspicious, we think it might be violent or sexual or somehow inappropriate, and then a human being has to look at it and make the decision. Let's say the machines are flagging it, and they've got human beings in there kind of doing the last pass, trying to make sure whether it really is objectionable. With that in mind, is it really fair or possible to hold their feet to the fire more now to say they should be doing more if they're already doing what they're doing so far? I think it is fair to hold their feet to the fire, but I think that the regulators need to be reasonable and try to figure out what works and what doesn't and not create uh, artificial expectations. But there is this notion among regulators around the world that this company has brilliant engineers and they can do a better job, and Facebook acknowledges that it can. So. I think yes, and they need to be held more responsible for the content on their platform. I'm not suggesting employees should go to jail if something slips through, but I am suggesting the company should be held accountable to try to make make sure that it's not abused and used for horrible, apparent, and really uh, terrible content. We also talked to a machine learning expert who was in town recently talking to students at the University of Akron about her work at Sandia National Laboratories in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Computer scientist Carrie Martinez says as one of the nation's three National Nuclear Security Administration Research and Development Laboratories, they mostly do work for the federal government. But she says they're also encouraged to develop technology that can benefit U.S. companies. One of the things that my team works on is a lot of image processing. So in fact, one of our projects that's called a digital twin project. And so the idea there is that if you have some critical part or say say you have a car, so you have an airbag, for example, and you'd like to ensure that the airbag will work when it's needed. It's a very important part of a car. The problem is that you can't actually test an airbag without destroying it pretty much, right? So typically in industry, when you have a critical part like that, lot testing and statistical arguments are made for whether or not a particular part will perform well. That said, it's not ideal, right? Because you don't know when a part's manufactured if 
that part will perform as it's intended just because it's part of a lot where there was a good test, right? So we're working on technologies and it's it's happening in manufacturing industry that you can actually scan parts using a CT scanner to non-destructively determine what's going on in the internals of a part. So say if there's a crack or some some other defect in a part, you're able to detect that prior to say putting it into a system that you care about. Specifically, my team's role is to do the image processing of those scans. So in order to ensure that a system is safe, we would like to detect defects before a faulty part is deployed. Could you use this for airplane parts? I'm sure that could be an application. Yeah, we would, that's anything that would be critical to safety, I'm sure it would be something that you would want to do some non-destructive testing on. What is it that you found so far? Have you made any breakthroughs and will any of this wind up in commercially available technology anytime soon? We're definitely still in the research and development stage of this, so I really can't make predictions as to when anything would be commercially available. But we definitely have promising results, and we're just excited to see where it goes. So what's the difference between machine learning and artificial intelligence? Is there one? Machine learning falls under the umbrella of artificial intelligence. And when I say machine learning, I mean specifically that it's it's a new paradigm of computing. So traditional software often involves a programmer writing rules to describe how they want an algorithm or how they want a computer program to operate. So it's sort of if A, then B. You define a set of rules and there are many conditions to determine what will happen as a result of a program. Alternatively, machine learning learns from the data itself. So machine learning algorithms are data-driven and you can give one of these algorithms a lot of examples of what you want computed. So for example, If you want an algorithm that will tell you if there is a cat in a picture, instead of saying, well, if you find pixels that look like whiskers and if you find ears at the top of the picture and if there's a tail, then program, please tell me that there's a cat here. With machine learning, instead, what you do is you give a lot of examples of images of cats and then examples where there aren't cats. And the machine learning algorithm can learn just from the data from these pairs of cat and not cat examples, whether there's a cat in a picture, it learns to do this automatically. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Tune in next week for more tech news and find out more online at WAKR.net. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com.